everyone, welcome back to Maya's Corner. When I was with you last week, I was with Yasmin and we talked a little bit about the writing community and the different elements of it. Today, I have another guest. Um, it's going to be my lovely friend, Emily. Um, and today, she's going to introduce us to what we'll be discussing and talk a little bit about her topic. Emily is an actress and writer, and she will be attending University of Pittsburgh in the fall. Hi, Emily. Hi. So, what will we be talking about today? Um, today, I'm really excited to talk about a topic that I've recently been thinking about a lot, which is, is animation a medium or a genre? And um, I have a huge list of notes and quotes prepared <laughs> because this topic goes a little bit deeper even though it seems that it should be one-sided right um and i'm I'm really excited because um recently i've been watching a lot of animation more it's been like a goal of mine to try to get through like my animation list and it makes you realize that there's like people don't give it enough credit people don't really yeah so what is it about the medium or genre depending on, you know, which conclusion Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've come to or end up coming to, um, kind of attracts you to the entire thing? Um, I think personally, my favorite thing about it is that it's so versatile. There's so many things that you can accomplish in animation that you cannot accomplish in live action. Um, it, It could be as much as, like, for example superheroes there's a lot of stuff described in comics that people can't physically do and cgi doesn't look good doing it so just animate it because it looks better right so it definitely like um can expand the imagination a little bit Mm -hmm. and yeah that's definitely true because i've seen some terrible cgi in my day um, I have to say, if you were born before 2005, you've probably seen some terrible CGI. Oh, so. so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> In recent years, like, that hasn't really been, like, a thing, except for, you know, the first rendition of that Sonic movie. But what they <laughs> did, they scrapped that and made a completely different one. So, yeah, you don't really get that nowadays because people will tell you (laughs) that the cgi is bad oh yeah definitely it's like i i'm seeing the same thing kind of going on with the clifford movie right now where everyone's like hey this cgi looks bad oh my my god that's actually terrible and i know that animators must feel terrible because i i they worked hard on it like oh definitely yeah i'll have no doubt yeah it just didn't turn out right so how would you categorize animation um culturally and kind of just globally like how is it different um so okay so it (laughs) there's actually it's really crazy how different animation is depending on what side of the globe you're on um in The U.S. and more Western society animation is seen as a kids genre. It's seen as something that basically only kids watch or if you have kids or if you are quote-unquote childish, which doesn't make sense. But if you go to cultures um, in places like Japan, animation is way more for an older teen audience, sometimes even um, going above teen into young adults. Like, it's way more... um, I can't think of the word. The only word that's coming to mind is explicit, where they, like, 
they don't um, care about cursing as much as our animation does. Um, they're okay having um, scandalous stuff on their animation. And it's way more a focus for teens and young adults than it is for um, children. And Right. Yeah. Um, I know in Europe, it is also kind of treated the same as um, Japan, where it is kind of focused a little bit more towards older um, kids, but I... I did not do enough research to come to a complete answer about Europe. Right. Do you think that um, the way that Western societies deal with animation, do you think that's rooted in any social problems or do you think it's just how we are? I know like Western society doesn't really like children. Like it wants you to grow up kind of quickly. I I guess yeah I guess you could talk I guess because the Western society is so individualistic, right. it can kind of force you to be like well you have to um, you have to be your own person and you can't care about too many people because you have to be like your person and um, which can mean that they want you to grow up faster and of course seeing drawings could make them think more of children's media and. Right them wanting to escape that right um so how in general is animation kind of categorized um so if you look at the uh like just if you ask anyone who is not within the animation community as an animator or a fan um, they'll probably say it's a genre. If you look on Disney Plus, animation is a genre. If you look on Netflix, animation is a genre. As I say the word genre more, it makes you feel like I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> um, but in almost if you look at any streaming platform or even just a description of an animated film, they will almost always classify it as animation rather than um, what the story is. But um, I was so lucky to be able to speak to a few animators and animation students on how they classify it, and both of them said um, that they classify it as a medium. Right, and that kind of makes sense. Um, it definitely is an art form, um, and, I, and I think, like you said, like it. I, I feel like you've touched on that it works better when it is um, classified as a medium, because a genre, it doesn't touch on the story like you said like that's something I never really thought about um yeah uh just to quote um Brad Bird who is actually the director of The Incredibles was very passionate about this subject um and he basically said that like it's not a genre because like a western is a genre animation is an art form because animation can have anything from and I'm paraphrasing here a detective film a cowboy film a horror film an R-rated film like it's a, a genre is what the film is about and the medium is the art form that portrays the genre right. and so when you limit animation it becomes really difficult for people to find what they like with it right absolutely now that makes sense and i never really thought about that because like you said um in western society everything is so like oh you know that's for children so that's what children watch um mm -hmm just because it's animated, but that doesn't even count for the amount of 
um, adult animation we have. For example, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... BoJack Horseman. Right. Yeah. Um, I I didn't I haven't watched BoJack Horseman, um, but I know I should. I it's really good, but I just haven't gotten into it. Um, but an example that is close to me is um, the new Amazon Prime show Invincible. Right. I've been hearing so much about that, and I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet. I mean, I highly recommend it, and it's such a it's in my opinion Invincible and mainly. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I love that film so much. I think those are two superhero films who really show why having animation as the main superhero genre is so important because it really shows you the stuff that like is impossible to get on normal film. Right. I mean, that scene in um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse um, spoilers, I guess. It's been out for a while. Um, where they're fighting at the very end and they've got all those, like, um, neon colors. I was like, this would never hit the same if it was in a live-action film. Right. Missed. It would be missed. Everyone oh. would be both the fighting for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And I've... Yeah. That's one of the pitfalls sometimes of going toward live action instead of um animation like i know um recently there's kind of been an increase in the amount of disney movies that are being converted from their animated original versions to live actions and how does that kind of like impact the story to you um personally I do not like live action remakes. They, in my opinion, take a lot of emotion out of the film. Um, I understand why they're doing them. I mean, they've got the technology and of course, um, there's a lot of, they don't really want to bring in new ideas, which is a problem in and of itself because there are so many fantastic creators who have these beautiful ideas, but they want to keep their copyrights. They want to keep all their IPs. They want to make sure that they have them and just be like, well, remember when we did this thing? Now I'm going to show you, but now it's better. And it's like, you took away what made it so good. Um, The best example that I can think of is um, the new live action Lion King, which... I loved, but the animation I didn't like. Right. I can um, agree. Yeah. Because it, I felt like in the animated version, I could see all the emotions that they were feeling. But when you put it on live action with CGI animals, it just becomes a little bit less emotion. Like, it becomes emotionless. Something that you can't connect as easily as you could. Right. And they put a lot of... Um... And this is just my opinion. When I watched the live action Lion King, it seems they put a lot of emphasis on what the voice actors would do. But sometimes if the voice actor maybe missed or didn't communicate or didn't exaggerate the emotion, it wasn't there at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like there are just things that can be missed um, when you convert from animation to um, live action. And do you think that um, this conversion from animation to... I know you touched on it a little bit, but is, is it kind of like a business move? 
Um, that's what it looks like. It looks like it's trying to be a, this impressive thing that, like, we have CGI now so we can make everything look super realistic. And, like, wouldn't you like to see a movie where you can see this, like, in real life? But it really takes away from what makes the animation so special. Right. Yeah. And I agree. Um, and, you know, I don't want to, like call out corporations then again sue little i say do it (laughs) (laughs) but i know like um disney basically in Mm -hmm. general um they we talked about you know the lion king live action but they continue um to do this and there's been so many cinderella live actions yeah um, but it's just it it doesn't work. I think the the Cinderella adaptations are fine because they place them in mostly a modern setting most of the time, mm-hmm. um, and it looks realistic. But when you take a live action Cinderella and you've got like the pumpkins and mice and everything, not only is that more work for your editors and animators mm-hmm. when it it's already been an animated movie but it's also a little bit more difficult and less realistic for the actors and I feel like when it's less realistic for the actors it's harder for them to get into um and you can see that like as someone who's watching it so I think that's also um another pitfall I, I agree completely, and that's and this is going for someone who enjoys the 2016 Cinderella. I think it was 2016, um, but there are definitely moments when you can see where it's like it's harder to act with a green screen. Right. It's harder to act with a green screen, but <laughs> but that's what that's what animation not animation that's what uh, corporations are going for, and so that's uh, you know, <laughs> right. and um it's damaging for everyone and and like you said like there are so many small creators or independent creators who are doing their best um to get recognized or to just have their work seen and then here they are um redoing the same stories for real yeah (laughs) and and um something Uh, I think it was Blue Skies Productions just got shut down, and they were a very big... I don't remember if they were doing... I know they had some 2D movies, but I think they were also doing, like, 3D animated, but still, they were fantastic. Um, But they just recently got shut down when they were about to produce, like, its own idea. It was its own thing. I don't remember the specifics of the movie, Um, but it was, like, a big deal, and it was like, why would you shut down a new idea? when all you're making currently is remakes exactly and i definitely think it's about money um more than anything it's like this did well so if i can repackage it and sell it back basically and i think that's just lazy like that's just yep (laughs) i i agree completely right and it, it it decreases the amount of creativity creativity that people want to put into the films um so, in recent years, would you say that animation has become, I know we discussed, like, some factors, but would you say that animation overall has become a more popular genre, especially in Western society where we exist, or would you say it's become less popular? 
Um, the quote, artist of 15 years and animator of eight years, Ursa Cursa, um, at Ursa Cursa on Twitter. Um, they said that uh, in the last few decades, there's been more respect for the medium and it becomes with the rising popularity and access to Eastern animation, um, which is talking, kind of touching on what we were saying earlier. Um, that was the end of the quote. But because we've had more access to the older um, demographic animation, it makes it a lot easier for us to start respecting it a little bit more, to understand. So, I know we've talked a lot about the elements of animation um, and how it's different categorically and uh, globally. Mm-hmm. How would you describe it overall or how has it been described overall um so by its technical definition animation is just the technique of photographing successive drawings or positions of puppets or models to create illusion of a movement that's the technical definition basically if you make something move it's animation but um and depending on who you ask, um, an animation student at UCF, Elise, I don't have a last name, um, said an animation is simply a tool for telling a story in a way that is limitless. The story determines what genre falls off of it rather than the method being used to tell it. So as long as you are um, showing the story in a way that is fluid, that is not live action, um, then it's technically classified as animation. Mm. So... As long, basically, like you said, as long as it moves. Mm-hmm. It has it. to move. <laughs> <laughs> so my little stick figures that I draw on three different pages, I shine a light and flip them really quickly. Yeah, that's an animation. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You're an animator. Yay. It took so long, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a moment for me after all these years of dedication and schooling. Um, I know. <laughs> so, Pixar, watch out! We're on our way. <laughs> Disney and Pixar, you better watch. Please don't sue me. Literally, you <laughs> don't sue me. Do you imagine if Disney was like, "Hey, we heard"? Now yeah, let me sue this random eighteen-year-old with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How much are we gonna get out of that? Um. <laughs> um. So. Because that definition is so loosely based um, and is kind of like technical on its own, why is it so, why does it seem like such a complicated subject to tackle? It's a complicated subject to tackle because of how loose it is. Um, because depending on who you ask, the classification of CGI can really um, mess things up. I mean, we call it the live action Lion King when in truth, it's not live action at all. It's also animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes it a problem because um, you want to say animation is not a genre. It's a medium and then you have things like the live action lion can come out and you're like well that's not what i meant but technically you are correct it is live action because it looks live action but it's still animation so then how do you classify something that looks real but is still animated 
Right, that is difficult. And I don't think any other art form really has to tackle that problem. For example, theater is theater, and mm-hmm. as long as it is on a stage. <laughs> and yeah, not even all the time. If you just perform live, then technically it's theater. Right. Um, and, you know, like, singing is singing. We, we, we don't have, like these definitions for it but this is definitely different and i think it might be so difficult just because it's so new compared to everything else yes so would you say that animation being a fairly new um kind of thing hurts the medium or does it help it like would you say does it kind of hurt or help being new So, um, I do want to classify just because I know that we know, but yes, animation is fairly new in the large scheme of things. I mean, theater's been around since, like, BC, um, and film has been around for a while, but, um, animation is fairly new starting in, oh, oh god, the Disney nerd inside of me is gonna kill me for not knowing. I think it was 1936 was when... Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out? I believe that. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. 1937. 1937. I was winging her off. Okay. I was close. Yeah. Um, but it being recently within the last hundred years, I think there's a panic to it because all of our other art forms have developed in throughout time that animation kind of feels like it has to speed up. Like it has to catch up. Right. Where it's like all these like theater, I mean, it's, it's theater, you've performed it for a hundred years and it's advanced and it's become, there's a wasp outside my door, um, <laughs> outside my window. Um, and, but animation is like, we've only had less than a hundred years, we have to catch up to everything else. Right. I think that's very evident if you look at um, some animation companies, specifically Pixar. I mean, just looking at the animation that was in, or the 3D animation that was in Toy Story 1 versus Toy Story 4, it's like insane how different it is. Right. But I do appreciate how they were able to kind of like keep the same story and didn't go overboard with it, but there was just so much detail. I think mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, and I don't know, I feel like sometimes in animation, those those little small details are easier to, <clears throat> sorry, easier to catch um, than- When animated? Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree. I, I appreciate small details more in animated films than I, I think I ever have in a live action film. Absolutely. I'm the same because I feel like in a live action, you know, there's that element of, yeah, someone did take the time to place it there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, someone took the time to animate this. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely. And they wanted it with like a with a chance that most of the people who saw the film or whatever it is wouldn't see um, or wouldn't notice. But mm-hmm they still took the time and plus it just seems to work better because it just fits in the background it's not exactly standing out um and i don't know it's just able to be so subtle that when you do find it it's like finding treasure it's great 
Yeah, something um, that I recently have caught myself thinking about more is because animation, in a way, is so expensive, they are not going to put anything in that doesn't need to be in the film. Right. I feel like when you're doing something live action, it's a lot easier to keep the camera rolling and a lot easier to decorate with stuff that doesn't mean anything. Not saying shout out to prop directors, you guys do amazing work. Um, But it's a lot easier to just fill the set with stuff that doesn't matter rather than when you're animating. Almost everything that you put in there either has to have a reason or you have done research to put it in there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. no, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, and I, I, and that just explains why it's so much more work, I guess, that's being put into it. And like you said, you know, like props directors and managers are great um, when it comes to like live action films, but those animators really do have to take an extra step and be really diligent about what goes in the film and they still are able to pay such great attention to detail and I think that's just one of the pros of animation in general or having that as a medium that's prevalent um, in general but yeah so I know like sometimes animation like doesn't really like hit the mark um What are some examples that you know of of animation that hasn't been successful or that has just kind of like made it work? Like, for example, I know we all know about Sonic. Um, (laughs) That like a common thing that happens when fans kind of just um, voice their opinion and it changes or is that like kind of rare? It's becoming more common, is what I'll say, Um, because recently there has also been a delay in the new Hotel Transylvania movie because um, there were issues with the design of the characters, which, let me state, not with the animators themselves, but how the writers decided to portray some of the characters' designs. Mm. So uh, people... Uh, basically brought it and was like hey this needs to be fixed before you can bring it out Um, and so the release date got delayed so we can only assume that it's a Sonic situation Um, yeah but before Sonic I had never heard of something like that so it makes it's probably more common that someone within the team would bring it up and fix it before anything happened Mm -hmm. but uh, definitely within like with uh, social media it's a lot easier for fans to fix things that need to be fixed wow so like Sonic set a precedent yeah and in, in a way it's I remember um, because I was on Twitter when the Sonic thing was happening <laughs> <laughs> the Sonic event and um, I just remember like seeing a bunch of people tweeting like we they use the word bully, but I think it's just bringing it to their attention. I don't think it was bullying if it yeah. was right. Um, <laughs> and it was like, we brought it to their attention enough that they listened to us. And at the end of the day, that's what they need to do. That's they need true. to listen to their fans. That's true, because there will be the ones supporting you if it turns mm-hmm. out good. But, you know, I, I didn't actually go see the real Sonic um, when it finally like did make an appearance. But I have not seen the movie in full, but what I have seen I really enjoyed. That's good. Yeah. 
yeah so like fan pressure was able to completely change how this thing was animated and I think that's powerful because we see this happen and we've seen this happen with live action films but then it's a little bit more disappointing right mm-hmm. well with the recent Powerpuff Girls um show remake it was a little disappointing with a live action uh production that they had to redo things you know like what was it that needed to be um done over whereas animation we could kind of answer that for ourselves like you know a character didn't look right something didn't look right they can change it easily and it'll be fine whereas these live action things there's so many different elements that are probably wrong yeah um, that just takes so long to fix in comparison to animation and i'm not sure if they take longer to fix or if animators are just kind of held um to these tighter deadlines and they just get them fixed easy like quickly um not necessarily easily but mm-hmm. quick um for the sake of money yeah i definitely think animators are held to a higher precedent mm-hmm. um i watched uh over christmas break i watched a documentary talking about um frozen 2 and since especially since it was held to such a high standard of frozen 1 that it was everyone felt like a lot was riding on their shoulders but they had such tight deadlines that if it wasn't done by the deadline they were basically like screwed oh my god that's a little toxic though (laughs) it it was very toxic but i feel like i hear more about films being delayed than i hear about animated things being delayed right for sure yeah i think that's definitely like a new thing which, which like once everyone saw what could happen when mm-hmm. the situation happened they were just like you know what if we just keep pressuring them maybe we could get this changed to the way that we want yeah and i think that's that can be powerful but i'm also seeing a place where it can i guess take away from the writer's original plans um what do you think about that i agree I agree that it does take away from the writer's original plans. Um, In both situations, I've seen it done for good reason. Um, Hotel Transylvania, I get it that it was probably his vision for a way that a lot of these characters looked, but a lot of those designs were not okay and needed to be fixed. Mm. Um, And so in in that, I'm like, okay, so let's go back. I know this was originally your vision, but let's fix this to where it is actually good and is not bad designs, um, possibly offending cultures. Like, it can still have your original vision, just not bad. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Just, um, especially when it comes to, like, offending entire cultures, like, you probably definitely missed the mark there um and i I can't believe this turned to hotel transylvania talk um but you've you've written three movies where these characters have developed their personality in a way that you like writing that's why you keep making all these movies and of course it gets to the point where you're like okay so now that you've changed your design you didn't lose their character their character is what you had in the first place Right. So fixing the design to make the movie better does not harm your vision if you've written three movies about them already. 
Absolutely. So I think that's a valid request um, from fans if they want to see something changed. It's not like they're asking you to change a character's personality. Yeah, absolutely they're not. Right. And I knew um, there was, this was kind of a more trivial thing. Like it wasn't necessarily offending the culture, but I think it was the Invisible Man. Um, everyone was upset. He wasn't um, attractive, I guess, to them. Yes. Um, well, okay, so there was a lot going on with the Invisible Man, and I'm going to make sure that I don't say anything wrong here. Yeah. Um, but I heard that, at the, uh, of course, uh, there was a lot of fatphobic content because um, they made him fat, which I was like, okay, that hurts as a fat person. Because um, <laughs> they were all like, we imagined him skinny. And then another big thing was a lot of Jewish creators were coming out saying that his design um, harped on a lot of anti-Semitic tropes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I have done my best to make sure to listen to them and not make like not say anything without making sure that that's what they're saying because I don't want to just step in mm-hmm. um, but a lot of Jewish creators are like hey we should fix this design because it's not good right. and um, that happened I heard a lot I don't know enough about I think the other one that was having um, there was a lot of design issues with Murray um, I didn't I don't remember anything. I remember reading a bunch of stuff, but like my brain can't remember what was being said about it. But I yeah. know that a lot of people were like, hey, this is not cool. Yeah. Um, so in, in that case, going back to, in that case, I think that change is needed. And I think that even if it goes against their quote unquote original vision, I'd rather you make content that is good and does not harm anyone than go with what you originally played. Right, and it's not, I guess the issue isn't as trivial as I thought, because I got that information from a news article, and they were like, oh yeah, everybody just hates that, you know, um, the Invisible Man isn't, like, attractive. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, first of all, I was sitting there like, um, that is an animated character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know how you feel <laughs> um, to every listener. I have crushes on multiple animated characters that Samaya does not understand. <laughs> I don't, I, guys, I, <laughs> crushes on animated characters, I don't get it. I know recently people on TikTok were freaking out because Doja Cat admitted that she had a crush on an animated character, but I don't. Oh my god, Queen Doja! <laughs> no, I don't get it. I don't understand. And then it was the guy from, um, Ants, I think, the, like, the general the guy from Ants? Hold on, I haven't heard about this one. Oh my god. Hold on. Oh my god. Oh no, is he the bad guy? (laughs) 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 Oh my god, I would never. That is so funny. Oh my god. I, that has stuck with me for days. I'm so glad I was able to get that off my chest. (laughs) This. Like, <laughs> I mainly mine are usually fine like Tadashi from Big Hero 6 like everyone understands that one that's a hot man that means, but, I, I, he's animated like <laughs> if he were real I'd be like oh yeah you know like okay yeah you know but it's like hot animated characters like Tadashi Nomiya from Nomiya and Julia no not no <laughs> oh my god yeah that's, a, that's an inside joke listener <laughs> 
And I'm, I'm gonna explain it. And I'm gonna oh, no. feel the full shame of your, of your work. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll admit to my shame. Uh, Emily is attracted to home from Romeo and Juliet. Uh, how do you feel about that, Emily? How do you feel about that? <laughs> What's funny is I never claimed I was attracted to Nomeo. <laughs> I just sent Samaya a bunch of edits. <laughs> it's people, but that's the thing that got me while I was watching it. I'm like, people make edits of this guy, like crazy. But it's we so on kind of like another conversation when it comes to that. People are making edits of animated characters in general. Yeah, they're great. I have so many on my phone. Right, and I'm like, I, you know, I never thought about that. Like, oh yeah, someone lately will make an edit of an animated character. Like, that just never occurred to me. Ever. Wow. Well, this is, whoa, this is Emily Deep Dive. I used to be in the My Little Pony fandom when I was like 12. Oh my god. <laughs> and people made edits all the time. And so I just, well, I first associated them with cartoons. So when I saw, like, live action edits, I was like, what's happening here? Oh, my God. We kind of had, like, a reverse situation. <laughs> what? There are edits of... And if you're old and listening to this, and by old, I mean 30 plus, um, an edit is, like, <laughs> is like one of those videos you might see um, where they have, like, clips of the character or like person and then they have like music over it that kind of like matches their energy i guess mm-hmm. but go look and up is actually using the new spotify feature where we're gonna play an edit for you <laughs> 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 and it's uh it's my choice so it is the nomeo edit oh god, god. can you imagine <laughs> no. The Nomeo edit is literally the worst. I Emily sends that to me sometimes. It's my favorite thing. It's so funny. Just to make me upset, I think. Just to ruin my day. Sure <laughs> um, that I'm not having a good moment. I wake up every morning and I say, how can I ruin Samaya's day? And I go, I already have the tool. And I just send her the edit. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. And I'm just like, Emily, why? <laughs> Whoa. What have I done that I need to suffer through this? Like, this is not right. And I'm sure that she's still going to do it, even when we go to college. Um, Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? (laughs) Every day before your final. No, I will fail. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please don't. Oh, my goodness. No, I can't. I'm gonna get you a, a Big Hero 6, I don't know, stuffed animal before you go. Oh but my it's, god, that's so cute. Yeah. It's not going to be the character you like, though. And I don't <laughs> It's just Fred. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, we got real off topic. <laughs> oh, I like, we, we're still talking about animation, right? Yeah, no, I know. I was saying, like, jokingly, I was like, yeah. Such a serious. Then... Yeah, but these are the fun parts. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I know we're talking about, like, I guess the lighter parts of animation and how, you know, society has kind of influenced it, um, especially through social media. Um, what are some more, like, negative impacts of having uh, social media kind of influence animation? Um, I think it sets it to a pretty high precedent. 
I think that there is a huge community of animation fans, I would not say animators because I rarely see this from actual animation students, who hold it to such a high caliber that they forget that there are people making this. Right. Um, something that, I'm trying to think of a specific situation. Um, I just know that there's usually, if a animated film is not, um, perfectly animated or if it is not and i just want to claim that i'm also talking about animation i'm not talking about story right um because there is a huge difference between if animation is bad but story is good and between if story is bad and animation is good right um but i think there is a lot of good media that people are missing because they see it and they're like well uh first off it's animated second off it's not animated well Right. Um, and like you said, they're kind of forgetting, yeah, there are real people behind this who are making um, and kind of like putting their hours in and to criticize so heavily and hold up everything to like one standard when you really just don't know the amount of work that goes into it. And, truly. I mean, animation is like a job that I could never do, but anytime anyone is like, I'm an animator, I'm like, it's insane how you can do that. That's so impressive. Right. Like, that is definitely a job. And I have a few friends um, who I think want to go into, like, the animation world. Of course, I don't know that, you know, their exact plans, because I haven't really spoken to them about that, but... Um, I'll definitely ask them later on and I'll like plug this episode like Absolutely. <laughs> and then um you know ask if you know if there's anything any opinions they have like I'll send them just to you really because you know yeah perfect that's all I want <laughs> our um so in gist my opinion on it is that I believe that animation is a medium and not a genre and of course this is coming from me who is an animation fan uh, I think if you have any real questions about the process of animation and how animators feel, then you should contact um, Artist of 15 Years, Animator of 8 Years, Ursa Cursa, on Twitter, at Ursa Cursa, or um, Animation Student at UCF, uh, Elise, I think it's Elise, um, at Tunefully on Twitter, and I think it's also at Tunefully on Instagram, I will have, I'm going to be making sure, I'm going to send them for Samaya to put in the description if anyone needs yes. more information, but I definitely encourage you to contact um, animators and animation students themselves, because of course, I am just a fan, so I don't know the sides out of the animation community. Right. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for letting me talk about this. No problem, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it, and I feel like we have like, had so much to kind of like discuss and I, I feel like I um, just as a person in western society who doesn't view um, that many animated things outside of the major corporations like Pixar, Disney um, for one, I'm not into anime like you know that's a thing um, yes that it's a very large kind of yeah it's crazy how much goes on in anime I've like not even broken the seal on anime to watch right like it's just it's it's a lot yeah for sure mm -hmm. um, but it's been such a helpful like conversation because you know you never think about 
these things and how you know society views animation and how that can kind of change the entire media and from now on i'm going to tell people that it is a medium and not a genre yes if you were to see an animated film be like that's not a genre that is right. <laughs> like that makes sense i feel like we should tell that to netflix yeah absolutely <laughs> but um so in this segment i uh usually like my guests to recommend any media that they've been watching or would just like to recommend um to my audience and that can be books film media television um you know anything really um and so emily's going to give a few suggestions i'm going to put them in the description but yeah you can go ahead and so starting with things to watch i am currently watching on funimation and you can also find it on hulu snow white with the red hair it is a shoujo anime which means that it is if i'm going right on my definition that is aimed mostly for girls um uh with a female led and it is by far one of the best romance animes that I have ever seen and I'm not well versed like I thought Fruits Basket was okay and then I watched this one and I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like this one's so good it's got um independent female lead it has um kind of like a little bit talking about how consent is important in relationships and I was like wow that's not something you really see in romance and um, animation and I was like oh my god this is so cool and so I definitely recommend it it's very good especially if you like the romance um, genre it's so good Um, music I always have to plug one of my favorite artists um, Cody Fry you probably know him from My Hero Symphony on TikTok yes yes his music is incredible I love every album he's put out so I um, fully recommend him. I also recommend his collaborator, Corey Wong. He does plenty of songs with Corey Wong, and um, every single one of them I always listen to on repeat. Also, this one's for you, Lexi, because I know how much you like both of those artists. <laughs> um, so I did, I did TV, music, uh, books. I'm just gonna say books and podcast. If you're looking for, if you're like me and you like. Um, adventure and you like D&D, I fully recommend The Adventure Zone or Dimension 20, which are both play um, live, act, uh, what are they called? Play podcasts where they play D&D live on the podcast. It's very entertaining. Um, if you're into that kind of stuff, if you aren't, then that's fine. Um, and I think that's all I have. Great. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to put all of those in the description. Um, and you can go check those out if you'd like. I know I will uh, be doing so. I like to watch and um, read pretty much any or listen to anything that my um, talk about or feature because it, it does give you more insight into who this is as a person. I know these episodes are like an hour long, um, but you know, if you just want to like get to know this person more, and I'm also going to plug Emily's social media if you would like to, you know, like follow um or just you know talk about animation or like if you're college near where she is oh yeah at the school if you're at the same school bro if you're at the same please be my friend if you're (laughs) you fit please be my friend (laughs) hey i mean like she's she's going really far and 
Yeah, we'll be like six hours apart. Is I that- think so. But it's only like a 30 minute plane ride. So I'll oh, be that- that is true yeah yeah um i do also want to say that i am going to send this to samaya but i was so lucky to interview um an animator and i have all of their quotes and questions that i'm going to put into a document that i'm hoping samaya can link in the description if you can't then just message me and i will make sure to send it to you yeah no i'll definitely do that for you awesome for sure and so now that we've had our discussion is there any like one thing that you would like people to take away or would you you know or like them to know about animation in general like um if there was one thing i would say please please don't let the fact that it's a cartoon stop you from finding really good (laughs) media from really diverse media Sometimes the thing that you're looking for is in animation, and I implore you to please go out and find it and not keep yourself limited. Absolutely. And animation, like she said, is not just a kid's thing in most societies, and don't let it affect you um, and how you watch things just because in your part of the world, um, or our part of the world, um, (laughs) it's... You know, it's that way where people think that any animation kids, it's not true because you wouldn't be watching um, even Family Guy or American Dad. Like, there's no way that those were meant for children. So, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. um, Don't let that deter you when it comes to choosing what you would like to watch for sure but i'm going to put emily's social media and everything that she's recommended down in the description box and i hope that you all go check it out um thank you so much emily um i really appreciated having you on here and discussing this topic with you you did such thorough great research and absolutely appreciate it thank you so much it's been such an honor to be able to be here it's so nice (laughs) no problem and also y'all i forgot to mention this Emily's here for a second time. Back. Oh, <laughs> yeah, back in my, I'm back. Hey, back in my earlier podcast days, um, I had her featured, and we just talked about um, what works for us when it comes for, to our mental health and um, our like kind of mental spaces and how we take care of it. Um, and that was a great episode as well. So if you want to scroll like all the way back to, I think episode. Oh, uh, yeah. That's young Emily and young Samaya, so. We, we were children. <laughs> we were tiny. We were little babies. Right. It was episode five, and it, it was back in 2018. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it. But if you don't want to, we're not pressuring you to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my old episodes are kind of rough sometimes, but I think that one was pretty good. That one was a good one. I had fun right. I had fun recording that one. Right. That was that was pretty I like that one, Jasmine's, the one I did with Samaj. That was that oh, was those were good. I remember listening. I need to get Samaj back on here. Oh my gosh. Huh. I need to know what he's been up to. Because I feel right. like I haven't seen it. Instagram isn't showing me any of his stuff. Oh my god. Y'all go follow him. Yeah. <laughs> go, listen, go listen to his music it's so good yeah I'll put his insta um, in my description box that was fun that was, that was fun 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, go follow Emily and please um, watch, listen to, read all of her entertainment suggestions. I appreciate you so much and I will see you back here hopefully next week. Thank you.